Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Welcome to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, who both got gastric sleeve surgery five years apart. We wanted to create a supportive family with full transparency by sharing our stories as well as others from the community. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time. Hey, guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. (laughs) No. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor immediately. Yes. And that includes diet, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys, and we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family. That's right. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to find a yoga instructor that is patient, knowledgeable, and affordable. Look no further than Kate Louise Yoga. She specializes in yoga for all bodies. Her primary goal in teaching is to help people heal themselves by tapping into higher consciousness states of love, wisdom, and creativity. You can also find free gentle yoga classes on her website, katelouiseyoga.com. Just click the link like you're going to purchase a class to see the link to her Zoom classes. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. You are listening to Our Sleeve Live podcast, and this is Kelly. This is Mel. And we are, again, have such an amazing person that we get to interview today. We get to interview, and she wants to interview us and ask us questions, so we're doubly excited for this. So this is going to be fun. Yes. You guys probably all know her, because she's like... The best doctor in the world. And, and everybody Insta knows queen. about it. We love watching her Instagram. Yeah. She's so motivating for all of her clients or patients. Yeah. And so we have Dr. Dovek in oh the studio <laughs> over Zoom. Over Zoom. One of these days yes. we'll have we'll have it in person. But I, yes, oh. I have to meet you in person. Yes. <gasps> so oh, welcome. I want to. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you guys. What an introduction. Wow. <laughs> I hope I can live up to it. And for all of you out there listening, yes. um, we're gonna give you guys some really great insider tips. Yes. Yes. We just went live on Instagram Mm -hmm. and we got so many questions. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest questions we had was stalls. Yeah. We saw that all up in there. Yes. I think people get very concerned and I was the same. I was very concerned and my stalls were like two days. Let's be oh, honest. Oh yeah, I like, was like, it was I not... almost wanted to slap her. I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm in a stall, and she's like, "For how long?" And I'm like, "I don't know, like two days." Well, that's not a fucking stall. No, like, that's not a stall. <laughs> how about months? Yes. How about a year? Yes. Been there, done that. <laughs> so, can you explain to us what a stall is? What causes a stall? How do we break a stall? Those are all, I think, questions that most people ask. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stalls, listen, everybody, are un 
undoubtedly going to happen to you. So what happens is your body is always trying to find a new set point. So sometimes you'll have surgery, you'll step on the scale the next day, you're down 13 pounds overnight. And it's like, wow. And then guess what? Ladies, typically the first month after surgery, you can expect to lose between 10 to 15 pounds total. So you might not lose another pound for the next 29 days. And you just will get frustrated. You don't understand it, but you have to understand that your body's trying to figure it out. You're, you're never going to lose weight every single day. You're, it's just going to just level out at some point. And sometimes it's going to happen earlier than you want it to. So your body will stay on it for a little bit, little bit, little bit. And then tell me, ladies, if this doesn't sound familiar, then all of a sudden you'll like drop three to five pounds overnight again. And then it's like, you're stuck for another like month. And you're like, what did I do yesterday? Because I want to replicate that all the time. But the biggest thing, and it's hard to stay motivated on this with stalls is knowing they're going to happen and trying your best to stick to the basics that you know, mm-hmm. yeah, which I- we're going to get into that a lot. So even when you're like, oh, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. I, 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 have no, I haven't lost weight in a month. You know, this thing isn't working. You know what? It doesn't matter. I'm just going to go back to my old ways. Like mm-hmm. you cannot think that way because if you stick to it, I promise you it will pick up again. Yeah, kind of like what you said is like you want to replicate what you did the day before, mm-hmm. but it's actually what you've done the last like 21 days to 30 days and more that's working that that's what's working and that's Mm -hmm. why it's like stalling and then oh boom hey you did like it's working well and it's that age-old saying that we say over and over and over again in the weight loss surgery community trust the process yes yes the process works if you trust in it and that know that it will happen it's just every single person is different yeah Oh my God. Can you tell all my patients that you don't know how many messages we get almost like, a, like it'll be like importance high, very high. Like, what is this message going to be? Yes. Are they bleeding? Are they sick? What's happening? Yeah. Oh no, I haven't lost weight in the last couple of days. What's going on? I mean, I get messages like that every day and it's like, Zen, listen guys, I know it's, it's one of those things. Trust me, just trust me. I, I also say step away from the scale, especially mm the first month because especially the first week because you have a lot of IV fluids going in that's probably like 10 pounds of water weight some of you if you're young and your kidneys are functioning very very quickly you might lose it overnight but some people hold on to it for a little bit so it's like it it will happen some people and I want to know what are your scale habits because there's a lot of debate on this and I'll tell you what the literature says to do but how often do you jump on the scale Kelly you're first oh wow wow look at you okay (laughs) oh sorry Uh, okay I'm going to interview you. Yes. I have like questions I, myself. We love it. Hilarious. We love it. Um, can I have, and can I actually ask a question before we do the scale yeah. thing? Can you kind of introduce more about yourself though? Like what, where is your, like where you operate at? Like where you're sure. from? A little background of Dr. Dovac. We just like hopped right in. Oh, sorry. Uh, just, like, sorry. So for those that don't know who you are, like, you know, how long have you been doing surgery? Like when did you get licensed? How did you get in bigger active surgery? That kind of mm-hmm. little jam real quick. And then we'll answer the scale. Then we'll, we'll <laughs> hop into the scale. I'm going to tell you guys a story. I'm going to tell you a big story. Okay. All right. So I grew up in a town called Weirton, West Virginia, which is outside Pittsburgh, PA. That's why I was looking at the steel curtain on the Instagram story. And it's the only city in the United States that borders two states, Ohio and Pennsylvania. Who cares? Anyway. So then I went off to college at Penn State. I'm a Nittany Lion. And then I did my medical school at Marshall. So after high school, after college, you go to medical school, which is four years. And I did that in 
West Virginia, my home state. Then you decide, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I knew there was this very distinct moment where I was a medical student and I just witnessed this surgery. I saw one surgeon. This is my story is very unusual if you ask other bariatric surgeons how they became a bariatric surgeon. And I just witnessed this um, this transformation like you guys. It was just like this one random half day on this super specialized part of medicine. And I was like, that is what I want to do. I've loved nutrition. I was a nutrition major in college. Mm-hmm. So I'm a nutritionist. I'm not a registered dietitian, but um, so they don't like that because I didn't do the one year RD thing. But anyway, <laughs> I I saw it. I loved it. And so I went through five painful years of general surgery residency. I am a general Mm -hmm. surgeon by trade just to get to the point where I could do my fellowship, which was a one-year additional training to be a bariatric surgeon. I did that at Vanderbilt. It was an amazing girl. Yeah. That's a lot of work. It's a lot. 14 years past high school is what it takes to do two surgeries. I do the same thing over and over and it took me 14 years to learn how to do it. Wow. Well, I mean, I get that. I mean, you're, you are opening people up. So that I is mean, incisions. Little incisions. Little incisions. <laughs> I'm just going to be slipping in with the camera. I'm not opening them up. I hope to God not, you know, oh, but true, anyway, true. yes. True, true <laughs> you're like, we just want it to be quick and easy. Yes. Like, let's just. I do. Yeah. I like boring. I like it where I do a surgery and I have such a muscle memory with my tech who hands me the instrument. So over my right shoulder, I, she puts them on my hand on it and we're not talking about the surgery. Right. I think you guys I wish, well, we, maybe we can, we should do a podcast live from the OR because you would see, like, I know you would be shocked to see, um, how, like, I could talk to you like this and I could do an operation, but talk to you just like this. I know you probably don't believe it, but I would love because I have such muscle memory. So I sew and I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. I can walk and talk. Like I put on my Instagram stories the other day. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can we totally, we want to do that. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. We are going to plan You're doing that with us and with us only. (laughs) only. You're not allowed to do it with anybody else. You're getting exclusivity right now. All right. That's fine. Thank you. Let's do it. Exclusive rights just to our, our sleeved life podcast. Just so we can do this one thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. Um, so how many, how many surgeries have you done? Do you think? Yeah. So I've done about between 3,700 and 3,800 gastric bypasses or sleeve gastrectomy or revisions since I started. I'm north of Baltimore right now. And I started there a little over eight years ago. So my first big girl job is the one I'm at now. Okay. I'm in a, a little town called Towson, Maryland. And, um, you know, I'm always looking to um, do different things. We we do, we are 100% virtual. I don't know if you guys knew that. We only, since March 30th with this pandemic, we went yeah. 100% virtual. We only do telemedicine. So that's been very different, unique, yeah. and amazing for our practice. It's allowed patients of even bigger sizes or busy um we're all busy I don't know like I meet people like like right now like this feels very intimate and this is how I meet um my patients now in their own turf their own space so they're a little bit more raw and they're more they 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 might get a little bit more emotional which I think is very very important like you have to hit almost like a rock bottom type of feeling to be like, all right, I don't like the way I feel. I never want to feel this again. Mm -hmm. And there has to be a very, like, I know we talk about whys all the time, but you have to have like a big, like why you want to do this Mm -hmm. because this is a 
big deal. And it's a lot of work and it's an ongoing thing. I mean, you guys are years out. You know that every day you have to think about this. There's probably not an hour that goes by that you don't think about your weight or what you're eating or your surgery and what you can eat and what you like. There's a oh, lot. Yeah. You feel obsessive. It's a, it's a hamster wheel yeah. that continually goes like, yeah. and it's like, okay, should I eat that? Okay. What am I going to eat next? Okay. If I eat this, can I eat this? Like, it is a constant, you know, like, like, I need to get my water in. Oh, wait, I haven't moved in an hour. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> what is going go. on right now? I'm losing my mind. Yeah. I know. I it kind of feels like it some days. You're yeah. like, I can't handle anything more than just focusing on my water and protein today. Seriously. Like, that's and, it. And I know what you're talking about, the rock bottom moment, too, because it's almost like, you know, when you, like, feel like you're going to cry and you swallow and you can feel it in the back mm-hmm. of your throat? That's the rock bottom feeling. Like, yes. that's what it is. It's like, all right. We need to stop, like, being unhealthy. This is a problem. Well, and I think it also is a thing, like, because you're – our generation is so – like, we take pictures of everything, right? Yeah. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Like, we have constant social media in our faces. And so we take a lot of photos. Yeah. And I think now it's even more present – because you're looking at photos of yourself and you're saying, whoa, what happened? Yeah, you can see it now. Yeah. Because, you know, back in my my parents' ages, like, they really didn't have a camera. No. You had to, like, go get a little camera and then you had to, like, go to Walgreens. Yep. And get it, like, get your photos. <laughs> and you would never go and pick them <laughs> and up. And you never so. pick them up. They sat there for months or yeah. years. Yep. Like, it is funny because Walgreens, by the way, will keep them forever. I once picked up ones oh. for two years old, long time ago. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, and you know, what's actually funny and funnier was I wasn't even picking up those. I was (laughs) picking up ones and I forgot about those. And they're like, you might want to take these. That's funny. The one in Kaiser. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It's great. Okay. So, yeah, it's just like, you know, our parents didn't get to see themselves all the time. So you just got to get older naturally Mm -hmm. and not have like, oh, you might want to check your health. (laughs) Yeah, because that was my why moment. Like, I remember very distinctly going to a vineyard for my little sister's birthday. Mm -hmm. And I took photos with my soon-to-be ex. And I was like, I turned the camera around because I was so excited because I was all dressed up. And, like, I was basically bedridden before I had surgery. So it was a big deal that I got did my hair and I I got dressed and I put on makeup. And so I was so excited. And I turned the camera around and I was like, oh, my, am I that big? So in your head, you had a different... I In my head, I thought that, like, they were going to be these, like, fantastic photos, which mm-hmm. they were, but it was just, it wasn't me. It like, wasn't what you saw, though. No. Mm-hmm. I was like, how have I gained mm-hmm. this much weight? And that was the moment that I was like, I have to do something, and I have to do something now. And I think I had a s- appointment with my surgeon, like, a couple weeks later. Yeah, you were you're It was good. quick. I was like, nope, we're doing this mm-hmm. because I can't do I can't live my life like this anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's everybody has their own story. And mm-hmm. I think when I realized, you know, as a society, like I want to show you on our side of things like the professional side like we have something called the ASMBS the American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery mm-hmm. so it is this big huge it, like thing that we all come together there are surgeons there's integrative health which is the dietitians the advanced practitioners the coordinators the safety quality people like all of us come together and we talk all the time about why is it that of all the patients that qualify for bariatric surgery, less than 1% get it. And so they have all these ideas where they're, less, that's it, less than 1%. We haven't even broken the 1% all these years later. We know it's safer. Mm-hmm. Of all the people, only a quarter of a million Americans a year undergo bariatric surgery. That's it. Yeah, Out of a possible. Nuts. 
millions and millions. Yeah. So here's the biggest thing. Crazy thing for 1%. Yeah. When you're in the 1%. Yeah. I know that's why our community, like, you know, like woke up like Des and you know, like, you know, uh, mm. all these like Sammy and all we know yeah. is people because there's just not that many. Exactly. So, so the crazy thing here is that, if, and when we're at the society, it kind of, I realized recently that we're always like, as these members, we're always trying to decide, well, like, why do we, we got to tell patients like why they want the surgery. Like you need it for your health. You need it to get rid of diabetes. You need it to get it to prevent your um, medical issues. Mm. But I realize it doesn't matter at all, no. at all why you want to have the surgery. Mm -hmm. If it was, you saw yourself in a picture, that's mm. your story. And I'm not going to change your narrative. Mm. I'm going to listen to you. And I'm going to understand that that moment was was a legitimate breaking point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's something so powerful in recognizing that moment when you're like, oh my God, I didn't know it. And forevermore, like your mind can't change. So if you were to go to see a surgeon and they were like, oh, well, um, you know, have you tried diet and exercise or have you like, it would be so demoralizing. So I'm sure right. like, how were your, how were your experiences? Like when you did take that very difficult first step and you did see your bariatric surger, surgeon, how was that first meeting? What was that like? I remember going in and I was so unsure because of all of my autoimmune diseases. I was like, I don't even know if this is a possibility. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I can do this. And I remember going in and I was so incredibly nervous. And I was just like, I was like, I don't want to do this, but I know I need to do this. And I remember my surgeon walking in and it was just like immediate, like comfortability. Like she, like she was like you, she didn't try to change my narrative. She didn't try to talk me out of it. She was like, okay, what have you done in the past? Okay, this is what we can do. These are your options. Here's your giant binder. Yeah, oh, the binder. Yes. And I love the binder because I actually went through and like highlighted things and post-it noted my questions because I wanted all of my questions answered and so I knew what I was going into I because that. I did not want mystery yeah and yours was pretty easy too right I mean mine was like she it's Emma Patterson like she's great yeah like, so yeah. she's like, something man I love her she's, she's a spitfire <laughs> she a spitfire that's a good way to describe I her I love yes. it like but for us it's like I'm very um it's funny because I'm an emotional person, mm -hmm. but like when it comes to like health, I'm just like very numbers and you tell me like, Hey, that's numbers. Not good. We need to fix. I'll fix it immediately. Like I'm very like coachable. Like you can get me to do stuff. Um, and that's kind of how Emma is. She's just straightforward. Mm -hmm. She's just like, Hey, these are your numbers this is what's going on. We did all this testing and, uh, you know, these are the ones I recommend really it's VSG. Like, I think that you'll be great for that. Um, like, you're, you're healthy. The, what we're happy mm -hmm. about is that actually, like, you don't have diabetes. You don't have high cholesterol. Like, there's no sleep apnea. Like, if we got this now. So, like, let's get this done as soon as possible. And so mm -hmm. I was in her surgery, like, sur in her operating room, like, two months later. Yeah, it was wow. quick. It was That's quick. Let me ask you guys a totally off-the-subject thing. So you yeah. both got the sleeve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you ever have any regrets that that's the procedure you picked? Nope. No. I really, I think that it was the perfect one for me. Perfect. Be awesome. Yeah. Because I just never, I mean, we don't know any different, but sure. I mean, we hear stories and I just feel like the VSG is like, I feel like it takes a certain person because it's not as like restrictive. So you can still have certain things. And so you have to have your own um, drive, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Well, yeah, because I actually, it's funny that you asked that because I've thought about it before. Like, I thought of, like, I wonder if I got, because I did not want the bypass at all. Mm-hmm. I'm very nervous about, like, rerouting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, like, a science nerd. I'm just, like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know if I want to be <laughs> doing this stuff. Like, I think, you know, cutting stuff and something out and just sewing so stuff back up makes sense to me. So I'm, like, all right, we'll do, th- we'll do this one. That's good. But people lose a lot more weight, I notice, on the bypass. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've never reached my goal. So like, and I've, and I, that's why I'm like, oh, well maybe if I would have done the other one, maybe I would have. But you can always do a revision to the bypass. You can revise the bypass, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to take some of these medications. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. So, so I, I, I think it's a perfect transition point here. I mean, I think that medications are the most underutilized thing. Okay. So I was at a conference once and there was this one slide where it showed a woman's sort of um, thing through her life. So it was like, it was like a plot. Okay. So like you, like you should do this exercise. Like, okay, you do like, what, what were you at? Like age, like, when did this start? Like age five and then like 10 and okay, then you see it going up and then you see these bigger spikes and then you see weight loss surgery, you see the sleeve and then you see this. Okay. And now you've kind of maybe been like this a little bit, like this weird, like little, little up and down, up and down, up and down plateau. But then the thing that I saw that was that they then added fentramine or whatever it was. And then it went down just that last little bit. And I was like, you know what? Like, I never thought of it like that. So the thing that like with fentramine, um, which is an appetite suppressant, the way it works, not, well, you're a science nerd, you're gonna love this. So it works in the hypothetical thalamus okay Okay. two different places okay so this is how it works so it mimics the sympathetic nervous system all right so don't worry i'm not going to get like too pharmacology into this we're good there yeah yeah i got we're going we're going there we're going to go there because i'm a dork too okay listen guys sympathetic mimics sympathetic nervousness sympathetic nervous system is your fight or flight okay so you're in the woods and you're being chased by a bear okay you're running for your life when you're running you're scared your pupils are dilating you're letting light in you're like sweating your heart is racing Saying, oh my god I'm gonna die you're not like hmm I'm hungry <laughs> That's how it works, okay so you're like all right this is working okay so but there's like a fine line you don't want so much that you're like up all night like like you're like yeah. you know like super scared but you also don't want so little that you're like I'm hungry again okay so yes. there's this whole thing so it works in the hypothalamus two different ways and this is how it works the first is it gives you inhibition so you know what you're supposed to do like you guys could I don't even need to be here. Like you guys could write the book on your protein, your three meals a day, your mm-hmm. fluids. I see your new trackers. Those are super cute. I love right. those. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Hannah. One of the that girls was in the community. She does it for us. She's she's awesome. Yeah, she's yeah. super cute. And that was so cute. So you guys know all this, but then you find yourselves, why am I not doing it? Why am I eating this bag of chips? Why am I taking a bite of this? Like why, yeah. why, why? So the fentramine helps you like to like stop that. Okay. That's one thing. The second thing it does, you know how we always read and you probably have tried one. I mean, we all have where there is a, a pouch reset. Like you're mm-hmm. trying so hard oh, to yeah. go back to that feeling in the beginning where you had like a sip of fluid and you're like, oh my God, I'm stuffed. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, I can eat so much more. Well, the fentramine after, I sound like a drug rep, but anyway, I'm not. Um, so the fentramine after the surgery 
like if you haven't used it after, if you use it before, erase that from your mind. Okay. Think about it after as a tool to help reset your tool because it's okay. going to give you the feeling of fullness with less amounts of food. So oh, I'm like, I'm super into it. And I also do super low dose. I actually have people take a normal adult size dose of 37.5 and I actually have them cut into a quarter because I just, I have them play my, my little tiny stomachs that you still have. Your stomach did not stretch. It's still small, but I have you take a very, 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 very small, 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 small dose. I take you have you have a tablet and cut it into a quarter. So and that works out beautifully. What are uh, is there any side effects from that? So there could be, yes. So the side effects, um, because it's mimicking the sympathetic nervous system, it could be things like dry mouth. Um, So that's the biggest complaint we get. Um, It can also increase your heart rate. So with a very low dose, it's typically not, doesn't have that many side effects, but Mm -hmm. I do want, if you do go on this, you should know your baseline of your pulse. And you can either check that with like an Apple watch or um, Fitbit, or just put your fingers here Mm -hmm. or here. Um, You should know your pulse and you should also know your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So if you have uncontrolled blood pressure, even with medication, you can't take it. But if you, let's say you're on lisinopril or something for your blood pressure Mm -hmm. and it's controlled, then you can take it. Um, And there's a few other things. um, Like, again, it dilates your pupil. So you could have light sensitivity, like you, especially have lighter eyes, you might have to wear sunglasses outside. It does give you that feeling of it promotes vaginal contractions and um, ejaculation. So it does promote orgasm. So it can definitely change your um, sex drive. Oh, um, it can. There we go. <laughs> I know. I'm making this sound really great. It, it yeah. can give you constipation though, okay. um, which can be a big deal. It slows down the stomach's activity. It slows down the activity of the colon, the small intestines. So that means constipation, but that also means you feel fuller with less amounts. So um, it can work there too. So that's just the fentramine. Because okay. um, like Emma and- prescribed me metformin for a little bit and not a fan that like killed me it was so. making you really nauseous so nauseous so nauseous it was like it was literally and i get constipated and and then it'd be like i've never felt like this before it was like just like daggers just going through the bottom layers of my oh stomach. god i Awful. was like i was like what is going on in my intestines right now like something mm-hmm. is happening <laughs> and i and and only got to that point when i was getting up to like the higher doses because you know you're stacking and so when yes, I got yes. to those higher levels like oh so i'm i just stopped taking them she said that i could yeah. So I was like, like you just, definitely stop it. Metformin yeah. isn't, I mean, if you're a diabetic, you might see a couple pounds lost or something, but honestly, I don't, metformin is not going to give you a lot of weight loss. Yeah. And it's I'm not, not, I'm not yeah. a diabetic at all. So yeah, I want to go there. Okay. No, so, there, there's so many, that's, that's not even s- on the class. How do you spell what you're talking about? I, I actually meet with Emma next week. <laughs> Ask her, tell her that Betsy, she'll know exactly who I am. We talk all the time. We, uh, we on Instagram randomly. So bariatric awesome. surgeons behind the scenes are talking on DMS. There we go. Um, we're sending each other. I love it. It's so That's funny. Awesome. That's so, so this one is called Fentermine. P H E N T E R I Fenter M I N E. Fentermine, something like yeah. that. Oh my gosh, I think I spelled it wrong. But anyway, you I only know missed what you're two about. letters. Google will get us. There. I only <laughs> missed two letters. That's pretty impressive. Thank oh, you. Good job, a- Smarty Pants over there. You two. Oh my god. <laughs> so talking about like the stomach. So you had said we don't stretch our pouches, like. Is because I I feel like there's mixed 
Like I feel like I have. That's the only thing. Okay. Is like, so explain to us. What yes, that is. this is so controversial. Okay, so every so I'm going to tell you that most surgeons will say that you can do some stretching. I actually do not think that you can stretch the stomach. Okay, and here's where I get off of this from. So if maybe you guys had this too. I used to do a study where on post-op day one, so you have the surgery, the day after you'll go to radiology and you'll drink contrast. It's called an upper GI swallow study where you watch, we can watch the contrast go down. The whole purpose of the study was to see, is there any extravasation or leakage of the contrast from where it's supposed to be out? So we realized we never found a leaf knock on wood. It it was just sort of like making people nauseous, have like explosive diarrhea. It was awful. And so we stopped that. Yeah. So thank you for saying that. Yes, you're welcome. Most of us have stopped it. I'm sure Emma has stopped it too. So then fast forward to the five years later, I would maybe get an upper GI swallow study because I wanted to assess the anatomy for something else. Mm -hmm. To me, when I looked at the upper GI from day one to the upper GI five years post-op, it looks exactly the same. It's not that your stomach all of a sudden has this big, huge amount of like contrast filling it up or anything like that. So I I feel that if you're like, that cannot be because I can eat so much more now. Like she is wrong. I'm living with this. I know this. I think if you go back to the old test of how many ounces mm-hmm. of lean protein can you eat in a sitting? And I know some days you're like, I can eat a lot, but some days you can only eat like a couple bites That's and you're true. And yeah. it's still like that. It's still like that this many years later. Yeah, I, it goes back and forth. Some days where I'm like, I just had two bites of steak. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm full. This is annoying. See? <laughs> yeah. There are some so. days that I'm like ravenous. Like I exactly. just cannot get enough food mm-hmm. and I'll be eating like, you know, I, I try to do, stay with like the meat and the cheeses and, you know, try to stay within that realm. But there's some days where it's like, I'll have my jerky, then I'll have my salami, mm-hmm. then I'll have. And I feel like I'm like stacking it on top so of each other. So what's funny about this, Dr. Novak, is she did this so much <laughs> though that she, her numbers went up in cholesterol. <laughs> so she had to like. Get some more like vegetables and stuff. Yeah, because I was so like <laughs> when I heard protein, 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 I was like, okay, that's all I could eat. Yeah. So I literally like I didn't have vegetables for probably months. Yeah. Because I just <laughs> ate protein. Yeah. I I ate fruits like, or I ate cheese and meats. Yep. That it was, was my diet. It was so funny. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How fun having a poop after that? But it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of interesting for a little while. Yeah. Oh. I'll find out on the bathroom episode. Oh, yeah. Melanie, she's making me do a bathroom episode where we talk about all things bathroom post-op. I think that's brilliant, you two. I mean, I'll be tuning in. I want to see your tips and tricks so I can tell others. I mean, seriously. I have a whole, like, algorithm to how to deal with constipation. Um, Yeah, I do. This is this is a big issue. So step one is get your fluids. Like, like you, if you're not drinking at least sixty-four ounces, like. Like, forget anything else. Like, it's not going to work. you got to get your fluids. Okay. We got a lot of questions about that, too. Like, how do I increase my fluid intake? Mm-hmm. The big thing there is I, I cannot stand plain water. And a lot of oh. people tell me after surgery they can't stand it either. I love it. You yeah. do? You I still do. love it? I how about this? It. What's the temperature you like it at, though? It's, ice cold or room? It's ice cold. It's, I know. It's delicious ice cold. Yeah, I drink tea. So, I drink hot tea yes. all day long. That's pretty hot much. Hot tea. Yes. She got me on a tea. Because like, it's easier to swallow than the cold. Yeah. Interesting. Do you put mint in the tea? No. no. 
So there is a thing after surgery. I don't know if either of you experienced this, but sometimes it feels like your esophagus is spasming. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the things that like, so I'm, I'd be curious to know if there's a little bit of mint in there, but it sounds like it's not mint. Um, so like even sucking on a peppermint sometimes will um, allow for smooth muscle um, relaxation oh. and that'll help the esophagus. This is like, some of this stuff is like anecdotal, but like it works repetitively. Like I have a lot of like algorithms to like get rid of constipation to help with the early nausea after surgery. I, re- I wrote a oh. 26 point guide oh. to that. Um, so when I was pregnant, I have three kids. And when I was pregnant each time, I was violently ill, so nauseous. Some people are what we call spitters, where they're like, how so much saliva? It's like, ugh, is that making me. them so sick? Yep. We're a spitter. Yep. And so all I have a whole guide to spitters. Nothing, nothing comes out. I'm just like <laughs> saliva. Spitting. Yeah. Just massive amounts of saliva. Oh Do you have issues with allergies? When she gets sinus infections, I get. Okay, so the big thing there is we always try to like dry that up as much as possible. So we'll like use like um, Claritin and Flonase combo if someone has just so much saliva. Like we try to dry it up. So even like early, early post op, like people walk around with the thing and just spit in it all the time. In the shower, you're spitting in the shower constantly. Like by speaking your language, yeah, 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 I know. No, that's that's like 100% me. I'm just trying to remember because I'm like, I kind of do remember being a little spitty, but not like, like that. a little spitty. But not like that, though. Not no, oh, my God. No, there's no you're you're like you'll become like a certified spitter. Like I oh, was okay, a no, spitter no. and I never understood like like my partner, um, Gus and I, he, we were like, why are people walking around with like bags with them? Like, spitting in these bags. You're like, what are you doing? Because some people are just super sensitive and I'm one of them. I'm a spitter. Oh, okay. And so I, I have a guide to get you through it. And I get, always get my patients through a hundred percent. We'll get through it, but you have to like fake it till you make it a little bit. So there's that, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, what's, too. what's the point? What's the con the Constipation. Oh, back yeah. to the constipation. Yeah. Okay. Constipation so step one algorithm. is get your fluids in. Okay, so fluids. for me, I like to like, I'll use, sometimes I'll use this stuff. It's sugar-free. It's called Motive Pure. Mm. And it has like, um, it has electrolytes in it, including sodium. So it makes you like a little thirstier. So it makes you want to drink more and it has flavors. It's super good. Okay. I'll add Propel that's sugar-free. I'll do um, like vitamin water zero or Gatorade zero or Propel zero, anything like that. Sugar-free, fine. Okay. So get your fluids in. Absolutely. First and foremost. Second, um, all the -the over-the-counter remedies for constipation are all safe and non-habit forming. I have had this verified by several GI specialists. So step one is Miralax. And you should take Miralax every night because it's longer. um, It takes longer for the onset. So that means you'll go to sleep. And then when you wake up in the morning, you'll be ready to poop. Okay. So if Miralax doesn't work, um, and you should just add that. It's no big deal. It's like a spoonful of like the powder, and you just add it to all the fluids you should be drinking anyway. And it's flavorless. Uh, like you it's flavorless. Yeah, you don't even know it's there. Oh, I mean, it kind of like looks clumpy. Sometimes like the texture is a little weird. So yeah. I'm not. Gonna, but but for the most part, it's not bad. I mean, okay. it's not bad at all. I just put it in my coffee or my tea. Like I just dump it in yes, there. Like perfect. mix it around, and then you don't even know it's there. Oh, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Then I need to get some of that. So. Yes. <laughs> So Miralax every night. Okay. Dolcolax. Now Dolcolax, you can either just swallow it. You can do Dolcolax chews. They're similar to the calcium citrate chews. You okay. can do a Dolcolax suppository if you feel like it's stuck. It just won't come out down below. Um, and so Dolcolax also perfect, but you'll do that one in the morning because it's within like an hour you're pooping. So you don't like, you got to time that bad boy out a little bit so that you're okay. not up in the middle of the night 
and then it's in the morning. Okay. This is now those two things aren't working. I'm going to tell you something that's pretty much going to work and it's still over the counter. So you don't have to get a prescription. And that is smooth move tea. It has senna in it and this stuff will clean you out. So if you're a tea lover, you'll love this stuff. I think it's gross, but um, how aggressive is it though? It's aggressive. I mean, <laughs> like, at this point, if you're on to like step, step four of my process, you got to get a little bit aggressive at this point. Okay. Okay. So how soon am I in the bathroom with this tea? Um, it, it's going to happen. Real, it, it's so funny. Like my patients all the time, we have a secret support group on Facebook. Somebody just wrote yesterday. They had this hilarious like meme of like, I think it's from the bridesmaids or something like pooping. Oh in yeah. Sink. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, there ain't nothing smooth about this smooth move tea that they're always talking about. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's not that rough, but I mean, okay. there's a lot of funny memes about smooth move tea. So that's a good one. Now you should probably be next to a bathroom though for like the next. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Okay. It's truly not. So like, I've, tried, I've taken it before. Like okay. tr- 30 like, minutes, real, real hour evidence. What do we got? Within an hour or so. So okay, it's also a morning one. You don't want to take it at night. Cause then you're gonna be like, woke up like eyes wide open, like the emoji, bling, like eyes bulging out of your head, you know, okay. like running for the bathroom. So just, running for the bathroom. just poop, take a shower and then go on with your day. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to need a shower or something that kind of a poop, but I mean, it's, I mean, you might, you might actually, I don't, I don't know. know. I always feel dirty after I poop. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you, you might need to use the shower then if you're, if it's like this or, uh, well, we, we can just, you can imagine different methods to clean yourself okay so there's that so i mean this is taking a turn you you ladies are pulling it out of me okay so now let's talk about the consistency of your poop now if it is hard you should add colase it's an over-the-counter stool softener very good but it ain't going to do anything for you to poop it's not going to help you to poop it just helps if it's really hard okay now if your poops are like low quantity like it's like oh just like not getting it all out then you need to bulk up your stools and you'll bulk them up with more fiber either like like you're saying from your diet Mm -hmm. you can do that with fruits and vegetables more fiber or you can add metamucil or benefiber and that will help you to go too a little bit and so there's a lot of things there benefiber is also tasteless right like, it is, but it's also a little clumpy. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was just thinking like, add your Miralax, add your Benefiber, mix now, it up. Metamucil, Metamucil has an orange flavor and I think it's actually pretty decent. It's going to oh. look gross. So if anyone sees you drinking them with like, these little things like floating around, oh, clumping yeah. around, my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Mind, your business. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> Mind your business about what I'm drinking. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so those are the best. Now, listen, if all those things don't work, sometimes still it won't work. Then you need to see, actually, I would say you need to see a gastroenterologist. You should probably have a colonoscopy. Yeah, when do we call a doctor? Like. Well, I can help as a bariatric surgeon and as just a medical doctor or physician, I can get you through all that I just did. Now, if you feel like I have been taking smooth move tea and Dolcalax and enemas, I'm giving myself suppositories and taking stuff by mouth and nothing is working, at that point, I think you need to see a gastroenterologist for a colonoscopy. Yeah. You just got to be on the safe side because you're, there's something mm-hmm. wrong with your, this level of severe constipation. Yeah. And then um, if everything is de- deemed to be normal, then they might have to prescribe you something. And I do not prescribe because that's something I just feel like um, is, is a specialty, even though it seems weird. Yeah. It is. And I, I wouldn't um, like there's if you have irritable bowel, they might prescribe something like Linzess. If it's really bad, they might even 
need you to do a bowel prep to help clean you out. Like there's a lot of yeah, different things. It can so, get serious. Wow. Behind it that, can get yeah. very, very, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big, big deal. And if you ever, ever see a lot of blood in your stool, like when you wipe, it's not just seeming to be like hemorrhoids or something, or like a little tear from a hard stool. If you see blood, that's never normal. So another PSA here, a public service announcement yeah. is that, um, you know, you could, you could have a polyp or you could have, um, even a cancer. And, you know, we know, we know that that, that can happen at young ages. Sometimes mm -hmm. um, it's unlikely it's rare, but that's always a warning sign mm -hmm. that you should be paying attention to. And when you're 45, I know you two are way younger than that, but when you're 45 years old, that is when you start with your screening colonoscopies. Yes. They've changed it. It used to be 50. It's now yeah. 45. So that's important. Yeah. And mammograms is 40. Just putting a few things out there. Mammograms no, is 40. It. Yeah. I've Colon already done 45. mammograms. So I'm, I'm good for not, the next couple of years, I've but I've not done a mammogram. I, I did one so. because they saw, they did a, I like ripped, it was a few years ago, but I ripped like my yeah, shoulder muscle I or something. Mm -hmm. And so they t did an x-ray. Well, then they saw like the way they took it, they saw a, um, like a lump in my breast. Oh. And so they were like. Uh, you need to go right now and go. And oh my God, how it. scary. Yeah, it was yeah. really scary. But they were like, no, you just have very dense breast yeah. tissue. And they were like, you're totally fine. Like, just but I was check. like, yeah. for like two days, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I already have autoimmune diseases. Let's just add breast cancer in there. Like, it's over. Yeah. yeah. No, but yeah. we were good. Ugh. We were Thank good. God. So yeah, I was like, I definitely like say keep up on that well, keep, at least i think that's a big thing about like follow-up with the surgery is like mm -hmm. making sure you still go is a big deal yes definitely so yeah i mean so at our program and i'm sure every program is probably similar to the timing of this but we have patients um and when again we're all virtual which is sort of it might seem weird but it's actually very good we have them um virtually do a video visit at one week eight weeks, six months, and then one year. So after one year, every year we want to see you. Mm. Um, and we want to see like, if you're like, oh my God, I gained weight or like whatever, who cares? Again, I'll put you on a medication or we'll get you involved with that. Mm. Um, if we we need to, need to check your labs. Um, hopefully you're taking at a bare minimum, a bariatric multivitamin. And by bariatric, that means that it has three things. It has at least um, thymine in it or vitamin B1. Mm -hmm. It has to have folate in it and it has to have 18 milligrams of iron in it. If it doesn't have iron, folic acid, and thiamine, then it's not bariatric specific. So men's gummy silver older formulations do not have the right stuff. Okay. So oh. I don't really care what you pick. Um, yeah. I like Celebrate brand. Um, there's bariatric advantage, but you can also do Flintstone, Centrum Complete. Like those are all fine. Just take okay. something and take two servings of it. Oh, two servings. Okay. okay. So okay. you should be taking two of those. And if you get pregnant, you should take one bariatric multivitamin and one prenatal vitamin. So you're oh. going to take two things. Okay. Interesting. Um, we like the ProCare vitamins. Yes. Mm -hmm. We found Great. those are amazing. And I just started their um, pill form of their bariatric one. And I actually really like it. Oh, good. So their calcium Excellent. chews are amazing. Oh, that's the Those key because calcium so so another thing about calcium calcium has to be citrate not carbonate not phosphate not gluconate it's calcium citrate and so i love the chews so if you found a great brand that you like the flavor of the chews you're golden you're going to take them three times a day and another mm -hmm. big mistake often made oh. is that you need to separate these things by two hours minimum 
So you'll take one of three of the calcium, wait at least two hours. Two servings of the multivitamin with thiamine, folic acid, and iron, wait at least two hours. Number two or three of the calcium citrate, wait at least two hours. And then finally, number three or three of the calcium citrate. Yes, you're taking things four times in a day, but you really have to... um, to keep it all good. I didn't realize that you had to split the multivitamin and the calcium. Yeah, I normally Yeah, because there's iron in the multi that competes where for the for the um with the the calcium because calcium and iron back to the dorky stuff, they're both divalent cations. And so they're absorbed in the first part of the intestine, the duodenum. So they will compete for absorption. So you have to separate those two bad boys by at least 2 hours. Oh. Otherwise you're it's, it's, it's just voiding them. You're voiding them. You're not getting it. So what happens if like I like I take two D's, two vitamin D's, and then okay. a calcium together? Is that fine? That's fine. Okay. okay. Yep, that's totally fine. Okay. I'm going to have that. to start setting timers on my phone. People do that. They set alarms until it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's different ways you can remind yourself. Yeah, you have yeah. to. It's a lot. Okay. It's like four times a day. It's a lot to take meds four times a day. But Elise is like popping those chews and they're good tasting. Yeah. And they have a cinnamon roll flavor that is bomb. Caramel, wow. which salted caramel, which is so good. Yeah. Oh my God. And they have a chocolate square. It tastes just like dark chocolate. Like it feels like you're cheating. Yeah. They're, they're I good. like that. Yes. I didn't realize how important the calcium cal like was it called? Centrate? Citrate. Centrate. Because Citrate. if you do the wrong type, you'll hear this a lot. People that don't realize it, they'll be like, you could get kidney stones if you do the wrong type. So that's oh. why citrate is not going to give you kidney stones. Okay. So Good people will ask know. you about that. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was a thing. Me neither. We learned yeah. something new yeah, every, every day. This whole conversation. <laughs> yes. I mean, the, I, I'm so engaged right now. So engaged. Oh, good. I hope everybody out there listening is so engaged. And yeah. by the way, guys, oh my God, on Instagram, can I get a couple more followers? I know I'm pathetically going to beg all y'all out oh there listening, God. but my name on Instagram is Dr. Dovek, D-R-D-O-V-E-C. Yes. And for the love of God, I want 10,000 followers so I can do the swipe up. Right? We're the same way. We want the freaking swipe up. We're so close. We're so close. Like you guys are rapidly increasing. I'll get like for every like five new followers, I'll have like nine that drop off. I'm like, why? What did I do? I know. know. We used to like when we were like two or three thousand, it would like we would track it and it would be like it would hit two thousand and then we'd lose three. And then yeah. we'd go up one and then we'd lose some. And we were just like, for the love of God, just <laughs> let just us stay above. Let yes. us stay above. And now it's not really a now problem. Now it's not a big deal. But it used to be. I mean, we're still like screenshotting it being like, oh, oh. my gosh, we just hit this. So it's very exciting. Oh. Very exciting. But we love oh, all of you God. listeners. Just like yes, we do. Every time do. you follow, like, subscribe, like, we get really excited. We get really <sighs> excited. Like, we're weird. We're big weirdos. We're oh, like, I'm weird too. We're like, oh my gosh, this person followed us. Like, we get so excited. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and we get excited when people like agree to be on the podcast because, like, you, we were just like, oh my gosh, Dr. Tomax said that you'd be on the oh podcast. My God. Like, yeah, I'm so I was excited. I, didn't I mean, know I'm that a bariatric a- surgeon. This is one of like the biggest accomplishments of my life is this Instagram page and these podcast it's invites. So I'm fun. like, this is bigger than like graduating medical school. Yes, <laughs> it's so fun though. Like, com- like being able to like connect with people that are not in your like immediate circle, and that's what we love. And we get different stories. And like this whole podcast, we had no, we had no idea half the stuff that you're saying. So we're oh, like, good. yes, we get all this information. Well, that's my like biggest deal. Like I'm all about like 
accurate information. And so I'm like, okay, well, how do we get that to these people as much as possible? Mm-hmm. Because I didn't do the, the awesome research that Kelly did. Like, I literally nope. was just like, and was like, hey, we got you. We're going to do this this day. All right, I'll be there. Like, I saw all my people. I did all, I hit all the things they wanted me to get, but I did not go mm-hmm. further than what they told me to do. So, and the community wasn't as big five years ago, almost six mm-hmm. years ago now. So, like, this is a whole new world of like, oh, there's support here. Like, this yes. is crazy. Yes. And I started my Instagram page before I had surgery. So, my my personal or my, my uh, weight loss surgery page, yeah. not the podcast page. And so, I already was a part of this kind of community not like act like to- totally active like we are now right but melody had no clue she yeah. had no clue that there was this whole other community I that would know. give you nonstop support seriously nonstop support and then i didn't know i could talk to doctors like this like i didn't know like if i like messaged you like you were actually answering me like how that's cool big. is that like that's <laughs> yeah no it's, just, it's so cool it's so fun yeah and it's nice to know that this community like the doctors really do care about us and they oh, want definitely. us also to get all, like, the correct information because mm-hmm. we all want to make the best decision for ourselves. Well, and there's mm-hmm. so much not, like, inaccurate information out there. Yeah. And oh, that's, God. The, I know. like, you know, stretching your pouch out and, like, um, what's another one that they... Well, question the straw thing. That's a oh, big yes, Oh, yes, the straw thing. straw. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. What do you guys think first before I tell you what I think? We I think, think it's fine. Yeah. Well... <laughs> What are you oh, she's, gonna, oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you what, it's absolutely fine. Right? You are correct. Okay. It's something that like, if it, I, we tell people like, if you're using a straw and it's bothering you, you feel like for some reason, I'm like, who drinks that they're guzzling like air into the straw that they're yeah. like, oh, you know, like, I don't know who does that. But, um, uh, but if it bothers you, that's, that's fine. Then just do an open mouth container like that then it doesn't you know and and then like the camelback water bottles like whenever I started the practice I was at eight years ago they would require that everybody had their camelback and I like felt stupid or something but I cannot like drink out of a camelback yeah it's that that like weird that plasticky rubbery thing yeah no no No. I don't like it either I like regular straws Yes. And I had like a whole system down. Like, and we talk about it several times on the podcast, but I like, even from the like newly Mm post-op, I was like, I can't not drink out of straw. So I would like take a drink, hold it in my mouth and then slowly swallow. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, this is extreme. I I had a process. I laughed so hard when she told me. There's been a few times where I've like forgot and I drink really fast. And then I'm, like, running for the bathroom, like, doing the puking, like, heaving. because too it, much. Yeah, it's too much. Oh, it so it me. did bug you. It did bug yeah. me. So I have to, like, I have a process of what I oh, do. Oh, okay. And it, it's just, like, if I drink too fast, I just get – but if I'm just normally drinking, it's fine. Well, even, like, if, for me, like, if I just drink too fast, period, like, it's going to be a problem. Like, you got to – like, we're, we're smaller stomachs. Like, that's – yeah, that's you can only yeah, yeah. so much. You can only there. go so far. Yeah, so. exactly. It's yeah. true. Yeah. So while believe, we're, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, not to divert, but believe it or not, it's actually easier to drink after a gastric bypass. What? Oh. Yeah. So like, it, it's just easier than compared to the sleeve than to drink after a bypass. Okay. okay. Even though okay. the stomach's smaller, it, it has to do with like. Oh God, I could go into anatomy. I mean, we, 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 we got to do another podcast. Cause yes. I could, I could explain this whole, like, there's a yes. lot of things to discuss 
right now. There is. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh So my question is about carbonation. Yes. Because a lot of people say, okay, you can't have carbonation for the rest of your life. And then if you do, it's going to stretch your pouch out. Okay. Now, now I'm going to tell you, there's some surgeons who are going to tell you that. And it's, to me, I think it's crazy. Now the carbonation thing, I do think that that has the propensity to hurt so bad. So we tell people don't do carbonation because it's going to potentially hurt. Like you just described, like, can you imagine like chugging something with carbonation really fast? Does, can you do that? No, no. Like exactly. I, even five years post-op, like if I, I will have like a cider beer and even just halfway through it, it hurts. And yeah, it's not like, worth it. I'm You're like, like, I don't want beer. I was like, shit, why did I drink this? Because like it tastes good. And I was like, ah, oh, it hurts. It hurts. Cut it down. It's gonna hurt. But if you can tolerate carbonation, it's not gonna stretch your pouch out. No. Okay. I don't think anything stretches the pouch out. Okay. I really am a firm believer in that. Okay. Because okay. I I like LaCroix, the sparkling water. Go for it. And I drink it like I'll let it sit for a little while and then I'll drink, like I'll sip on it like I would any drink. Yeah. And it doesn't really bother me. So I was like, I just want to make sure. No, you're good. You're okay. good. Okay. Go for it. Well, All I right. think the biggest key too is like, listen to your body. Yeah. If it yes. hurts, don't do it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's my, that's why I tell people all day, every day. I'm like, oh, when can I heavy lift again? Or when can I do this, that, or the other? It's just like, it's common sense. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it really is. Now, sometimes I hope that some things do hurt. Like I hope that you cannot tolerate bread because it makes you feel awful. And that's like, great. Like anytime, like yes. the bad things that you should stay away from make you feel lousy. I love it. I love yes. that. Yes. Cause then you're less, less likely to repeat that behavior. Cause you're like, oh, exactly. that mm-hmm. didn't sit well. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Because I think exactly. chicken chicken did not sit well for the first couple of months. After. Yeah, I hear that all the time, especially if really? it's dry. Like you have to have really moist, a lot of like um, like sauces or something with, um, you know, when it's just dry or like overdone steak, patients cannot oh, tolerate no. that. Nope. Nope. No, no, I will actually spit it out. Like, oh yeah, my ex husband made a steak on the. Oh, it was so bad. Like it was like rubbery. No, and you can't do that. And overcooked, mm-hmm. and it was like it was not it was not a good steak. No. And I like I took a bite, and I was like, nope. And I like nope. put it back on the plate, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't eat this. Like, I I, I can't even attempt to eat this. <laughs> like, sorry about your feelers, but this is not happening. Not happening so, right now. oh god, yeah. I feel bad for you. Like, I just know that's awful. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. No. So you have to have expensive taste. You have to, if you're going to go for steak, it has to be like a very good cut of meat, a filet mignon, like medium rare at mm-hmm. most. Like that's what you know with super juicy. Yeah. Oh my god, that oh, sounds yeah. good. I'm a ribeye I like girl. New York's. You, New York steaks. New York steaks. Yeah. I'm a ribeye girl. Yeah. Yeah. You you're a ribeye. ribeye girl. Okay. Yeah. Medium. Medium at most. Medium rare. You got to go yeah. rare. You got to go rare, it's, guys. It's, okay. I I like the taste if I could just like not look at it because. Yeah, the blood. The blood messes with me. Like the blood messes with you. Okay. Yeah. So like that's <laughs> all. If I could just not see it, I would be fine. But it does mess with me because then I feel animal-like and then I don't like it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, right. that's what we call Melanieism. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's good, though. It's true. I, I I can understand that. Yeah. So we had a question about, while we're on the subject of eating, yeah. hunger pains. And oh, yeah. they were saying, like, feeling nauseous if they're not eating every two hours. 
Okay, now a couple things. First of all, hunger pangs, guess what, are very, very real. Okay. Here's what people do. They will, like you kind of, you both kind of described it a little bit earlier, like some days I can only eat like a bite or two, but you know what mm-hmm. happens about an hour or two after that, you find yourself like, super hungry again so like somehow and I know it's hard because you have to listen to your body like we just said and stop when you feel full or when you have your fullness triggers and everybody's different but the problem is if you did not get in at least about four to five ounces of protein equivalent Mm -hmm. you're going to be hungry later and if you're doing several small meals you're almost sometimes I think like maybe that person is almost like playing games with themselves. Like I have to eat my blood sugar is dropping. I'm getting nauseous. I have to eat. I have to eat. I have to eat. I hear it. Stop. Mm-hmm. If you can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and don't, don't skip meals because then you're going to be hungrier later and don't just eat a bite here and a bite there because that's snacking and nibbling is the worst thing you can do. And you're going to gain weight. You're not going to lose weight. I promise you because your body is going to crave things that are a fast energy source, which is glucose. And that is going to be things like sugar or like if you're like right now, right now it's 10 PM East coast time. Um, and let's say, you know, I'm like hungry. Am I going to like grill myself? Like go out. It's like a blizzard out here. Like, am I going to go out and like grill myself something? No, no. I'm going to like grab a bag of chips and call it a night. Like, yeah. so yeah. that's the bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but you ha- you can't do that because mm-hmm. it's a slippery slope. So that's the biggest advice is like, try to get rid of the snacking and the picking and the grazing and the nibbling and eat more at your meals and not several small meals. Whoever came up with that is so Wrong, wrong, yeah, wrong, wrong, we wrong, heard, wrong. We heard that you're supposed to do it every two hours. No. Like, like five no. years ago, it was like, it was, it was the whole like, you intermittent fast from like whatever time frame and then you do it every two hours. Like that was the thing. Oh. Like, keep so going. that's, so that's another question. Yeah. Intermittent fasting. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, Okay. So I know there's all these rules and everything has rules. Keto has rules. Intermittent fasting has rules. So I don't even know to tell you the truth, what the exact rules are on that, but sort of eating three meals a day and eating enough is almost like intermittent fasting because I don't ever, I mean, I don't ever snack between meals and I almost never snack after I eat. I mean, I eat three meals a day and maybe I'll eat like a string cheese, like in between maybe, but probably not that. Okay. And I'm not acting like holier than thou, but so maybe what I'm doing is a little bit intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I don't think there's anything magical about the time of day that you eat. No. So I don't think like, you know, some people are like, Oh, don't eat after, um, you know, 7 p.m. or something like that. I think the big thing there is like, don't snack after dinner if you can help it. Yeah, Um, with the intermittent fasting, the biggest rule is like just only eat in that time frame. It doesn't matter what the, where, where you're Okay, maybe I guess I'm doing it then. Because like, it's either like you just have an eight hour time frame, 10 hour time frame or a 12 hour time frame you eat in. Oh. And so you only eat in that window only is the, okay, is is the process for that way Mm -hmm. your body can have time to process everything. But yeah, you can have the three meals in that time frame i snack she's a snacker i'm a snacker oh. like, women are snackers people. i have dinner and then like and two hours later i'm like okay where's my my snack for the evening like and i usually oh, have like totally. peanut butter on a rice cake or something like that so i'm like yeah yeah i'm not eating horrible but yeah i'm a snacker now wait speaking of eating horrible what would you say was a horrible habit you had before surgery um crushing up cookies into my ice cream and eating the entire pint that okay. was a horrible all right that's habit. honest yeah yeah we've all done it but that's yes i hear you yeah that was probably my worst habit 
I have, I think it's the Hershey bar with almonds. I want it every night. That is not that bad. That's my thing. That's what I want. You still want that every night? Uh, no, it, it's it, it, it's there, but it's not every night. <laughs> it's yeah. like, let me, I would say like once every like three or four days, I'm like, I really just want a Hershey with almonds. So I'm like, let me tell you something. Sugar is eight times more addictive than crack cocaine. Sugar is yeah. more addictive than heroin. Okay. So to think that if you're kryptonite, you know, like, it's true. To be able to improve yourself, you have to know yourself. And yeah. I am a recovering cherry Coke addict. Oh. And I say that because honestly, I cannot, cannot even think, I have to say it out loud. I, I'm like, I'm in recovery from this. Like, I can't even think about having a little bit of it. Yeah. Because it might be too sweet at first, but then I might like, it's just like, I don't know. You just cannot do certain things in moderation. So like if you get that taste of the Hershey's with almonds or whatever you just said, I mean, like next thing, you know, you're going to want it again tomorrow. And it's just going to, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, it's not that you're weak. It's just that that's, I just triggered it in my head. Yeah. Like I just, it just, I just let the light bulb go off. Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. We do like this thing. Let's yep. give it to me. Cause I straight up admit, like I'm a foodaholic. Like yeah. This is my my choice of drug apparently is sugar. Like I get it like it's just like any other thing cuz it's intense like well, and, and we have to yeah. have it. What's yeah. annoying is that it's in our face 24/7 you have yes. to eat. Like yes. you don't put a crack in a crack house. Like but I have to be in a restaurant or in a grocery store. Yes. So Amen. it sucks like trying to make that right choice. And then I hate it when people are like, are you sure you want that? I'm like, do you not know how hard it was for me to ask for the healthy thing? And now you're asking me if I want fries or whatever with it. Yes. It's like, fuck you. Yes. <laughs> this such a hard decision. And you're making me do it twice. Like that's yeah. not fair. Like, yeah. Because I mean, you don't always want to make the good decision. That's no. what's hard <laughs> is that you don't want to like, I am a very much an emotional eater. So mm-hmm. Right now, I'm actually going through a divorce, and Mm. I am, like, finding myself turning towards food again, Mm -hmm. like, especially sweets. And I'm like, oh, this will make me feel better for this Mm. moment in time. And I bargain with myself. So it's like, even to this day, almost two years later, I'm still having these sugar problems and it's only sugar. Like, if I could eat cake for every meal, I totally would. Yeah. Like... I love my sweets and I've battled it, you know, for the last two years Yeah, yeah. of saying no, 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 no. And then something traumatic happens and I'm like right back, not right back, yeah. but I feel like I'm right back in that situation. So it's like, yes. I'm constantly trying to find new ways to kind of combat that. And I know one of them's eating more protein. It really is. Like, was oh, that we... sounds so lame right now. Are you sure you want to do that? Oh my god, it's <laughs> yes. awful, right? Because well, like we do like, like more protein. Well, we do challenges. It's protein, water, and a physical mm. challenge every month because we have to hold ourselves accountable because we're just like normal people. Like we're yeah. not, we're not like cool people that can do this all the time. <laughs> we no, we no, have to no, get our water. We have to. we have to get our protein, and we have to move. And you we, have to exercise. We realize we're not getting our protein in like we used to. Mm-hmm. And I notice if I, the days that I don't get my protein in are the days that I want sugar. Yes. It correlates. It goes hand in hand. And I'm like, ah, I did it to myself. I know. I know. Because I, I, I know. did not crave sugar at all yesterday. And I had 64 grams of protein in by like 10 a.m. Like, holy crap. And it's like, there it is. Come on, light bulb moment. Like, I'm having it. That was a question that one of the girls had was um, the amount of protein at a time. 
Are you really, yeah. the absorption, like what's going on with that? Yeah, you really can't absorb more than like 30 grams at a time. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's not that like something's going to, if you eat 40 grams somehow, you get that in with whatever, if you do it from through food, which I think is the best way to get your protein, or if you do it through a supplement or a powder or shake, whatever mm-hmm. bar. Um, if you do more than that, it's not going to hurt you. It's just that your body can't absorb it. So even though you got a lot of it in and that might satisfy you and it might help with the overall day, it's better if you go for 15 to 30 grams per meal for three meals a day to get upwards of 70 to 90 grams is the goals. 70 to 90 grams. Okay. And then what is like the, is it, I don't know if it's different for bariatric patient versus, um, I call them normies people that don't know. Normies. Okay. I like that. Um, Civilians of (laughs) something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Normies. So like carbs is a big deal in this world and everybody has a different number of what they should be at. Okay. What is the carb number? All right. I think I got it. All right. So the way it's not total carbs, it's net carbs. Okay. So, so what you're doing is you're going to look at a label and you're going to see how many total carbs are on it. So let's say 25, like a quest bar is a good example of this. So you'll look at that. And then what you do is you subtract out the fiber, you subtract the sugar alcohols, and then you'll get your net carbs. So like a quest bar will have literally like 25 total carbs. But then when you subtract all those two things out, it'll end up being like four grams of net carbs per bar. And that's it. So you want to keep your total net carbs, your net carbs, less than 50 grams per day to lose weight. Okay. Now, if you want to go into maintenance mode, then you would do 100 grams of net carbs per day. If you do more than 100 grams of net carbs in a day, you're going to gain weight. Okay. That's the equation. So I (laughs) don't, here's the other big things. Do not count calories. If you ask me like, well, what, what's a good calorie number? I'd be like, I honestly don't know. And I don't care. And you shouldn't either because a calorie is not a calorie. I mean, a can of Coke is 150 calories. And so there goes that whole theory in my mind, like, Mm -hmm. but it has 53 grams of sugar. And by the way, I'm, I think the added sugar sweet spot is 15 grams, one five. So added sugars, added sugars. So that's not total sugar, but like added sugar, um, like, it should be less than 15 grams total for the whole day added for the whole day. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 50 grams net to lose 15 grams of added sugar. You want to keep your protein above 70 to 90 grams and you want to drink at least 64 ounces. Those are kind of like the numbers. And then when you're trying to figure out like, all right, well, like, I don't know how many grams of protein is in what I'm eating. So there's a rule of sevens. So if you look at the palm of your hand, this is about four to four ounces or so. Mm -hmm. And so every ounce of protein equals seven grams. So the palm of the hand is about 28 grams. So if you could eat Uh the deck of cards size, that's about 28 to 30 grams. And that's what you're supposed to do. So this equivalent three times a day. And so like an egg is seven grams. So you should eat, which no one, everyone's like shocked when I say this, you should eat three eggs in a meal. I know you can't do it. No, No, I I used to be able to like no other, like this whole summer. So I have chickens and they, Oh, that sounds good. They produce amazing freaking eggs. Like Mm. you can really tell the difference. And so like all summer I was having scrambles and there were three eggs. Like I was, but now I don't want eggs at all. (laughs) You'll kind of get sick of them. I did. I did. Yeah. I know. I maybe can you, Oh, go ahead. 
I was like, can you change it up like hard boiled eggs or like a different type, not so, the scramble? Right. I can do like egg bites and then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. And then every once in a while I'll do like a fried egg, but I don't like, I don't like poached eggs and I don't like hard boiled. Oh, I don't like poached, but I like hard. Yeah. I don't, the smell really bothers me. I can't get over it. Egg salad sandwich. Mm. I love a good egg salad sandwich. I do too. With a little oh, bit of dill salad. and paprika in it. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, it's so good. Oh my God. I, that sounds so good. Yeah. Look, so, healthy ways of eating. Yeah. You just need three. And you can layer smoked salmon underneath the egg salad and it's really good. Oh, that wow. sounds good. And okay. Now, <laughs> what did you guys eat for dinner tonight? Well, we haven't eaten yet. Yeah, I haven't eaten dinner yet. So um, what are you going to eat? Oh, I'm having chili, apparently. My husband came down and was like, we're having chili tonight. So. And she's like, all right. Um, so. I My mom is my mom lives with me. Um, so she is going to make salmon and broccoli. Perfect. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. Washington State, it couldn't be better than salmon, right? Yeah, right. it's super, just super simple. And I mean, I haven't. Well, I, my mom's been taking care of me. We'll yeah. just say I'd that. Say. It, I'm been... like, wow, you two are legit. I can't even like trip you up there. Yeah. No, I mean. No, for me, it's the after dinner. Yeah. It's the, um, sometimes yep. I'm not even hungry. It's the habit. I was like, I should be eating something, right? That seems about normal. I normally yep. don't know. But yep. it's just, you have to break the, I just can't have it in the house. Right. Like, that's what I say. It's just, I know. Just don't bring it in. So I have to tell my husband, like, straight up, like, don't bring that in because I will have some. Like, yeah. I can't. I know. I, I don't know. want it. So yeah. I used to be really good about not allowing certain foods into the house. And then I kind of, when I go to the store, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I can just get this one thing. Mm-hmm. And I know. Yeah. So it's really just that. It's just don't put it in the house. Like, cause yes. I'm going to have some and we need to, like, we're trying to build better habits. Yes. So I'm hoping like, there you go. I just need to up my protein levels, mm-hmm. obviously, cause I'm only at like 40 to 50. So, (laughs) you know, there's, there's a great book about habits. It's by a woman named Gretchen Rubin and it's uh, called better than before. I think I might have that book. Really? So she wrote a lot. She wrote a lot about the happiness project. Um, She's the author of that. And, um, but her book on habits and her research on habits is um, I read it years ago and it was, I read like six or seven years ago and I, I quote it every single day still oh yeah what's okay your, what's it's a quote there's a little bit in there about weight loss but it's not about about the, getting away from the sugar and all that but that's not what it's about it's about like any chat habit it's fabulous so you okay. should read that i'm a big i love books like that i love um um the uh let's see here oh my god like this one i just read about um Mike, michael jordan's trainer it's called from good to great to unstoppable being relentless oh, oh. that sounds Right up oh, our yeah. alley. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, you guys are relentless. I mean, you got to be a cleaner. You know what I mean? Are you a cleaner or not? You, oh, you can I'm only a cleaner. Answer that. That's so funny because I've actually been called the cleaner, like I'm the cleaner. So yeah. Looks- yeah, it's not about like cleaning. No, it's no, no, like no. about, it's okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Yes, getting yes, yes. shit done, like just, yeah. yeah you're going to clean it done. up. Getting just, that list worked through. Clear, and, clear, clear, yeah. clear, clear, yeah. Yep. You guys should definitely read that. I love those types of books. Yeah, I love to read. I'm an avid reader. Oh, that's right. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, did you ever read the, the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving in F-U-C-K? Did you ever read that? Uh, no, but I feel like I need to. Seriously. Read it tonight. Binge it because you seem like a binge reader. Whenever yeah. I read that little fun fact about you, you read like 70 novels last month or something crazy. It's I probably, what was it, like over five? We figured it out. Like, like 5,000 books over my lifetime. Like, yeah. 
I I like reading and like I will I will binge a whole book in an evening no problem like unbelievable yeah. read this book this book is also great it has nothing at all to do with weight loss surgery but everything to do with weight loss it has everything to do with it because I think sometimes like I want to just tell people like just don't give a fuck. Okay. Just listen to me because the thing is like, you need to just calm down. Okay. Mm. Like when you're like, oh, so obsessive about the scale that this, 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 like mm. life is long, enjoy mm. it a little bit, not go off the rails or anything. Mm. But this book tells you like, it just makes a lot of sense about this. You'll see like how it has nothing and everything to do with it all at the same time. Read that one and report back to me, please. I will. I will. And who wrote that? Yeah. That one is by Mark. Um, who wrote that? You'll you'll see it. I mean, there's okay. only one book. The the subtle art. It's by um. Ba, 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 ba. His name called? is Mark Manson. M A N S O N. Mark Manson. Perfect. Read it. I will. It has forty one thousand views. Um, or look at this. Look how many almost stars. Forty one thousand things. Nice. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, I'm we'll gonna look it up. up. Yeah. I, I have a Kindle, my Kindle app. So I have unlimited Don't go Kindle. For it. So yeah. Do, do it. You'll yeah. love this. I'm going to love read all it. of it. So asking some more questions to you. Um, okay. One that you actually brought up on the live was like, what surgery to pick? Yes. Yes. So this is a big question. So I do the sleeve and the gastric bypass. And I know that there's a lot of other surgeries, but they're a very small percentage, like the, the duodenal switch you might see, the, you know, the Sadie, like all these other ones, but I do these two. So when you're trying to decide, a lot of times the answer is, honestly, it's bad advice, but it's like whatever one you feel more comfortable with. Like you both said, like, you know, like it makes sense to me. It's like my anatomy is the same. I'm just removing the storage capacity of my stomach. That's the sleeve. So with the sleeve, your stomach goes from a football down to the size of a garden hose. So I'm removing 80%. So that means I'm completely removing it. I can't like put it back inside of you or go find it in a dumpster somewhere or like sew it back. Like once that 80% is gone, it's gone. So some people love that idea, but some people hate the idea of the permanence of it because it is irreversible, but you can convert or revise it to a gastric bypass. Mm -hmm. The bypass takes your stomach from the size of a football down to the size of a thumb. So your new stomach is only 5% of the size that it was. Now, I'm not removing anything. So the gastric bypass is reversible. So I am bypassing 95% of your stomach and it's still making stomach or digestive juices that go downstream like always. Okay. Now the route that food takes, you put in your mouth, you swallow it, it goes in your esophagus, it goes into the thumb size pouch, it goes down to the small intestine. Food and drink go straight this way, the digestive juices go this way. It's called a root and Y because at the Y connection is where the juices will mix up with food. So the bypass, um, so because the stomach's a little smaller in it for a couple other reasons, the bypass results um, in in typically better weight loss. Like you were kind of saying, both of you earlier, that there is about roughly, if you look at excess body weight, like if you should weigh 150, but you weigh 250, it means you have 100 pounds of excess weight. Mm -hmm. With the bypass, on average, you lose between 80 and 85% of that excess weight. And with the sleeve, on average, patients lose between 60 and 70% of their excess weight. Okay. So it's a little different. So to answer your question, 
or I guess my own question, um, <laughs> the, um, the, if you have a BMI greater than 45 and you can Google BMI, you can go to a BMI calculator, Google it to figure out what your BMI is, is body mass index. Mm-hmm. If your BMI is over 45, I say go with the bypass because you're statistically more likely to lose more weight with the gastric bypass. If you have bad acid reflux, or if you have a known hiatal hernia, which is where your stomach has herniated above your diaphragm into your chest, you should go with the gastric bypass because the the, the, the way that the, the sleeve anatomy is, it's a high pressure system. So it drives things back up. So you mm-hmm. are more likely with the sleeve to get regurgitation or reflux mm-hmm. and the bypass is a lower pressure. And so it, it, it actually helps with reflux. Oh. And then third, if you're a diabetic, um, the, with the, the gastro bypass, almost instantaneously, your blood sugar levels will start to normalize oh, to the wow. point where actually 98% of my type 2 diabetic patients will walk out of their procedure no longer a diabetic, like no more meds. That's exciting. That is awesome. So I have a question for you. So what I saw somebody post something about like heart issues, speaking of like diabetics and like other issues going on. It was, what are the, I guess, guidelines? Like if you have a heart problem, what, what are the kind of the guidelines that you can't have surgery? Is there like, so it's very rare that you can't. And sometimes some people need to like, first of all, this is still elective. And Mm -hmm. so we want to optimize, maximize your success. And so sometimes if you've had a previous heart attack or something, Mm -hmm. it's not an no, no go. It's just that, all right, I need to work with your cardiologist mm-hmm. to get you cardiac clearance. You might need to get a stress test. You might need an echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound of the heart. They might um, just do an EKG and be like, you're fine. So if you have a significant heart history, we'll work together. Sometimes the cardiologist will come to me and be like, look, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to put them on medications. We're going to monitor the blood pressure. We're going to do everything we can because I know that this patient isn't going to last with this weight and this heart. Like I need you to get this weight off of them. And so we work together. Um, There's other things, um, oxygen dependence. That's one that, you know, we really, you know, that might be a tough one. We work with the pulmonologist. Um, if you have um, severe sleep apnea, mm-hmm. we want to see that you have CPAP compliance, which is wearing a machine, either that covers your mouth and nose or even like nasal pillows. And we want to make sure that you're wearing that at least greater than 50% of the time for at least four hours every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we work a lot with, we just work with other specialists, sleep specialists, endocrinologists. We want the hemoglobin A1C to be less than 10, okay. which is your three month average of your glucose readings. Um, if you've had a previous pulmonary embolism or a, a blood clot in your legs called a deep venous thrombosis, we'll work with a hematologist to have some, what we call DVT prophylaxis or even like a therapeutic um, thing in place. So there's a lot of different nuances or conditions you might have. Mm-hmm. Um, pulmonary hypertension that's uncontrolled, um, is probably one of the only like no-goes okay. um, that we probably couldn't get you through. But, but in my career, there's been very few patients that, that really want it and work for it that haven't gotten it. Okay. okay. What about age? I go up to age 80. I actually increased it recently. It used to be 75 and I went up to 80 because I had something that was 78 and they were fabulous. I'm like, let's rock. Let's do it. Yes. So we did it. So um, I do do personally 18 to 80. 
Okay. Um, I don't do adolescents or peds. Um, that's a whole nother set of things. I'm not a pediatric surgeon. Um, I'm an adult general surgeon. Um, that's a whole nother specialty. So I don't do that, but I, um, yeah. So 1880. That's, that's awesome. a, that's a huge range. Seriously. I it love is. that. You... But my average patient is age 25 to 45 year old females. And I do more black women or black patients in general than anyone else in the country. And I'm proud of that. And this is black uh, history yeah. month. And I'm very yes. proud of my, my black health matters and my black lives matter. And I am yes. proud to take care of, um, of, you know, um, people who are African-American, people of color who are in the, um, in the Baltimore area. It's a privilege. And I love to see them taking control of their health. And I'm super proud. 51% of our patients are black and, um, the next closest isn't even close. So, um, Thank you for letting, trusting me to take care of you, all of you, if you are listening. That's Seriously. awesome. That is so amazing. We actually have the coolest logo, side story. Our, so our tattoo artist, she actually created our logo. Oh, I love it. It's like the drawing. I want them to draw me. I love that. Right? It's uh-huh. so fun. And so she does one for us like monthly. So if there's a holiday, she'll she'll do like for Christmas. Oh, we had yeah. a special one. For Halloween, we had a special one. Oh. So we actually have a Juneteenth one. Yep. And oh, how cool. we are stoked because it's, it's amazing. Beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. And it shows awesome. like the power of, you know, that it's just, yeah, it's it's really cool. So yeah, I just amazing. Think of look it. for that because yes. that's like that's the biggest deal. Like we are want to be as as inclusive and diverse as possible. Like everybody needs help, mm-hmm. and it does should not fucking matter what you look like. It shouldn't Amen. matter what age you so. are, what race you are, who you love. Like none I of that. It, it does not <laughs> matter. Yeah, yeah, we want it to there- be as like. A family environment. That's what we want yeah. is that you feel like you can come to us with any questions that you have. And if we don't know the answer, we'll find it out. And we'll seek we, it out. This yes. is why we want to do exactly. it. Exactly. Well, yeah. I'm a part of the, I'm a proud member of a secret support group on Facebook group called Black Girls Get Sleeved Too. And this group has like 10, 20,000 black women on there. And oh my God, yeah. it is so fun. I you guys got to join that and tell them like, listen to, seriously, come listen to our podcast. Like we know all about this. Like the things they talk about, oh my God, it's so awesome. I you got to do that. this. There's yeah. a whole other thing out there. There's like, we already are kind of like underground with our like, you know, bariatric surgery kind of thing. And then there's this whole other layer of like minorities who are, um, who are sharing their experiences with it and like teaming together about their own personal, maybe issues with hair or like hypertrophied or like keloided scars. And like, there's a lot of different considerations um, for different, like, you know, uh, ethnicities and things. So it's interesting. I like that. That's really cool. I didn't know we can join something like that. Yeah. So. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. There's tons of secret support groups. Oh, yeah. Secret support groups. Well, they let me in. I don't know. Yeah, right? I'm like an honorary member of the thing. I don't know. Somebody pulled me into it, and I love it. You're helping everyone out on your side. Exactly. So So what – I'm trying to think of what else we – I mean, there's so many. so much. Um, How are you feeling? I think I – we should divide it up because I feel like people are going to fade. We have so much good content. Like, I – I don't know how you guys are. If you guys are still with us at this ninety-minute mark, God love you. I um, I, I I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's going okay. so fast I'm for nice. me. But I I think we should do this again. Like, yes. I think this is fabulous. We have so much content. Yes. I could keep talking to you forever. I want people to fade on us. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. So let's let's cut it off here. Yeah. 
And then we will um, get you on the books, and we will do a part, part two. two. And a yes. part, and a part, and a part three, three if four, we need to. Maybe is five. this a series? This might, could, are you might... gonna have to like doodle me into this like like little thing with you guys? I think we might have to. Yes. It'd be like our sleep life presents with Doctor Novak. Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. I gotta get you guys into the um, into the OR. I, I'm figuring out how to do that too. Yes. Yeah, exclusivity. We'll, we'll sign whatever you need to sign. <laughs> yep, exactly. We'll sign whatever needs to happen. We want to come and well, wa- we want to watch this. We've surgery. always wanted. To, yeah. I, as a kid, I, I used to want to be an obstetrician, and I've always wanted to watch a surgery in person. Mm-hmm. And I okay. didn't know that I ever could. The only reason why I didn't go to school for that was because like we don't have money. Like I come from a very poor background, so like mm-hmm. that was not going to be on the table for me. So I just like business here we go like i'll just yeah <laughs> yes, i have exactly. my bachelor's so I, I have my degree but it's like just not what i really wanted and we're both not squeamish at all yeah. like wow well, we're gonna, i'm gonna take I you right in there through any horror movie it's an, it's ridiculous well i don't do the whole <laughs> horror movie thing like true, that that freaks me out like it's not like the blood and guts like that i can handle it's the scary the actual like jump i scares. can't i can't do the scary movies <laughs> Yeah, I can't either. Like, I can't do that either. But I yeah. um, I, I can operate on you. I can take your stomach out. Yes. Watch yes. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, well thank you thank so much. You. Oh, oh, my God. Thank so... you guys for this platform. This is fun. This is good. Yay. This is really – you guys are doing great stuff. You guys are naturals. I hope somebody major really picks you guys up. Seriously. They will. Just keep at it. But Oh, we're, we're here for the long haul. Yep. We we're not going, going anywhere. anywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're here oh my forever. God. So, so you guys, people, you're just going to deal with us. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> oh much. My God. We can't wait I to tour it. and meet everybody. And it's yeah, gonna it's going to be so fun. So, so much fun. All right. Love, well, amazing. We'll get it. We'll talk soon. The series has begun. Here we go. Yes. Episode thank one done. Thank you. We're so excited. Yes. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thank All right. You. See you guys. Bye. end in the right hand corner i know i was gonna do us so that we oh have yes the end. i always do this she always <laughs> wants to be like all right we're done we're done like, boop, boop, boop. okay um, yeah so that Holy was shit. that, that was, was the best, best. like that we're was talking so much unison. fun that was i didn't have i've had more fun with her than anybody we've ever talked to it's so exciting and we have and so she, much fun with all of you but holy shit like yeah that was, that was great information and somebody who is actually like she does surgery she talks to hundreds of thousands of patients well, like energy and she has a lot of energy she fucking cares and the fact of like hey i want to know the science and stuff and she'll like go through it all like <laughs> if you're watching this yes if 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 you are listening <laughs> please stop go over to patreon become a patron so you can see this video and you can just watch what just happened oh my god it's too good but the fact that she'll like get in depth with yes. everything and thorough like i'm such a thorough person like mm-hmm. thank you dr Dovac. so we have like literally i think we only hit four questions on here for an hour um, and a half, maybe five yeah i think we hit so, like maybe a quarter so, so we probably have at least three more episodes to go 100 percent. so but dr Dovac, if you are th- if you are listening to this like thank you thank you because a lot of my fears that I have feared since starting, like, and, you know, getting out of the honeymoon stage, yeah. it's it's hard. It is. It's scary. Um, it's scary as shit. A lot of my questions got answered, and I feel very much relieved. I do, too. 
She made me feel so much better. So We love you, Dr. Dovac. All right. All right. Thank they, you, guys. We love you, all of you, too. So thank you so much for listening. You have listened to our Sleep Life podcast. And check us out in the very next episode. That's right. And if you want to watch this one, become a Patreon member. So it's, it's yes. patreon.com forward slash OSLP and pick a tier. And you get to... This one's $10 a month, but yes. this means that you get all of our videos. All of our videos. No matter what. Yes. So go now, check us out. And if you can't help by uh, you know supporting us that way... Just download. Just download, like, subscribe on all platforms. Because yes. um, that's going to help us grow and meet more people and help more people. So we appreciate it. We love you guys. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Nick Dukes for our web design, Dylan Godfrey for our editing, and Eric Vaughn from 17th Street Studios for our music and recording space. Thanks for listening to our Sleep Life podcast. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.